Hello, and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production at the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In our podcast series, we'll be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which is just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. In this podcast, we will cover a Dharma teaching titled Developing Patience in Everyday Life. Wherever you are, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. Developing Patience in Everyday Life There's not any other life than your everyday life. Patience is developed through understanding that everything is created by oneself, either in this life or in other lives. We should make the distinction that whilst we may need patience, particularly when subject to difficulties and adversity, the time to develop this skill is during one's meditation. And when the conditions we are experiencing are not so adverse, the reason for this is because when a mind is stressed, it is difficult to learn and apply a skill which has not yet been well developed. So we need to learn how to develop and strengthen patience when we don't need it, so that it is available to us to use when we do need it. What are the nuts and bolts of how we develop patience? Let us first consider what mental factors we need to produce in our mind for patience to arise. Patience is a mental state which is built out of the following five wholesome chattasikas. 1. Mindfulness 2. Fear of unwholesomeness 3. Wisdom 4. Flexibility 5. Amity or compassion. The first occasion we should practice the development of patience is in meditation. The mind in meditation can develop patience through looking at the characteristics of each element of a given situation. For example, when pain in your leg arises, you direct your mind to focus on the pain and what it is composed of. Generally, what may arise first is aversion or hate, because we don't like the pain. We need to adjust of mind at this time through reflecting that hate is a hindrance which we need to abandon before we can proceed to the next step. On a material level, when we direct our sati or mindfulness to the pain, we see the circulation has been affected, the nerve is being compressed, the water element and air element are not present, and hence eventually we come to the understanding of why the feeling of pain is arising. However, even before we come to this understanding, we have started developing the chatter seekers we need for patients to arise. In the same way in our everyday life, when someone is yelling at us, Fear of unwholesomeness protects us from hating that person. If our mind reacts with hate, we are unable to hear or appreciate what they are saying and why they are yelling at us. 
fear of unwholesomeness protects our awareness, so that we can hear what they are actually saying, what they are saying it to, and we can listen to the content of what they are saying to us. We have also need to produce flexibility of mind to recognize the two points of view that are part of the situation. We need to be able to see their point of view, to shift from being fixated on our point of view, to allow space to appreciate what they are saying and meaning. Your mind has to be able to actually do that, to switch from the subjective to the objective point of view. Then you have the space to be able to saturate them with compassion. By prompting the right factors, the mind comes automatically to the wisdom view, which enables patience to arise because patience is based on wisdom, not on reactivity. So we have to view patience as a result of the active process of practicing the right elements rather than something that just spontaneously arises. It could spontaneously arise in the future by the courses we create now by this type of activity. This is a skill that needs to be learned first and applied, even poorly at first. And certainly the best opportunity to do this is when things are slightly or mildly difficult. If we can learn to practice these five factors when the situation is of slight difficulty, over time, things that are hard to do will become easier. So we should have patience in the development of patience. In order to further build familiarity with these five factors, we need to look at them individually. Mindfulness means knowing the elements of a situation or issue that is presenting itself at any time. So if someone is yelling at you or you are watching the news on television, it is just knowing what is actually happening, away from how you are feeling. Mindfulness segregates what is happening from how you are feeling and your reaction to what is happening. Otherwise, it is a tangled ball, the content of which cannot be discerned. Fear of wholesomeness is our protection from aversion and hate arising. Aversion and hate will arise if you let them, because of a habit of reacting to unpleasant situations. So again, we have to actively prompt fear of unwholesomeness. Knowing that we will never progress through using hate, or aversion. Hate and aversion cloud the mind and make it difficult to see the situation. Amity or compassion means we generate compassion and love for ourselves and the other person. When we love something, we embrace it. Only by embracing something can we actually see it fully. Amity allows us to be receptive without screening off the vent. So we see a warts and all. We're not afraid to see it. Flexibility is the ability to shift our position to seeing from your point of view and the other person's point of view. Instead of being rooted in our own view, flexibility enables us to have empathy for the other person's point of view, 
rather than wanting to punish them or reject them. You no longer care who is winning or losing. So then we come to wisdom, because of the combination of those wholesome factors, we have appreciation and understanding from a broad view, without our ego bias clouding our minds. These factors leads person away from Mara, which is the negative forces acting in the world, and away from the conflicts of the world, samsara. Practicing these five factors leads to the peaceful state of nirvana. The meaning of the Pali word kanti is vast. There is no single English word that can adequately give a good translation. The Pali Text Society Pali English Dictionary translates kanti as patience, forbearance, or forgiveness. The English word forgiveness is an inaccurate definition of the Pali word kanti, as forgiveness is a form of delusion caused by holding on to something that happened in the past, as if it still existed, when in fact it has vanished. The qualities of patience could be described as steady, relaxed, alert. Regardless of what may be happening to the body, speech, or the mind, real inner strength comes from practicing patience. Insights appear by observing what is arising and falling without becoming involved in those thoughts and the process. The Lord Buddha said that the practice of patience leads to great compassion and loving kindness. And the accumulation of much merit. Hatred, in Pali, dosa, is one of the major causes of black karma and the depletion of merit. In order to remain patient in any particular situation, it is wise to remember the destructive nature of dosa and the obstruction it creates to benefiting other sentient beings. Patience can be developed in many ways in many situations. One way might be called the patience of having compassion for the enemy, which means practicing patience with any being who harms you or makes trouble for you. The practice of patience brings about many realizations. For example, the realization that in the past. Many unwholesome causes were made for this present harm to come. Most people find it is difficult to be patient when experiencing harm, but if they do not develop patience, their troubles will never come to an end. A few of our students have developed enough patience to, at times, undertake training in Chan by learning the way of the garden over the four seasons. One method of Chan is the way of the garden. The way of the garden is difficult to understand and may be compared to brewing one hundred brooks under one bridge. The bridge represents the wisdom mind that understands that the process of recreating the garden is not just a mere folly, but an active training ground for developing the human qualities of loving kindness, compassion. Patience, generosity, 
and trust. Chan implies meditation and action that does not overflow. Wise persons use this method to remove antisocial attitude, such as the culture of poverty and the culture of ill health. When this training is successful, the student understands that the center's garden is a Chan garden, and many benefits can be derived from working on it, in sometimes rigorous conditions. At our center, the Chan teachers use many Buddhist methods to drive the students' saying. However, they'll only teach those who have requested to be taught. We hope we earn your trust sufficient for you to be requested to be taught by us. Our wholesome minds cannot build beautiful gardens because of the outpourings of the overflow of mental defilements. In teaching Chan, we overtly concentrate on the way of the brush, but covertly practice the way of the garden. We desire to make more causes for the long life preservation of this suitable Dharma environment for the practice of Chan by building trust between people and removing the scripts that result in the culture of poverty and the culture of ill health. Patience is one of the virtues that builds a foundation of tolerance. Patience is vised when any afflictions arise internally or externally of body, speech or mind. In last week's program, we talked about religious tolerance by society. Human beings are born into different cultures, with different skin colours and speaking different languages but we are still all members of the human race. Buddha Dharma is the same. There is Chan, Zen, Yogacara, Vajrayana, but it is all Buddha Dharma and each one has the same taste. The taste of freedom or the way out of suffering. Buddha Dharma takes different forms so that it is relevant to different cultures. No Buddhist practitioner who understands the Lord Buddha's teaching thinks that other religions are wrong and any person who has made a genuine effort to examine other religions with an open mind will come to the same conclusion. The first thing you notice when you study different religions is how much they have in common. All religions acknowledge that the present state of human existence is unsatisfactory. All believe that a change of attitude and behaviour is required for the state to improve. The idea of practising right thought is common amongst many religions. Yet cruelty, the desire to be cunning, wickedness and selfishness are displayed amongst the followers of all those religions. Likewise, the practice of kindness, compassion, honesty, patience, and tolerance are also common amongst all these religious people. How then can we say that only the Buddha Dharma develops the parameter of wisdom? The answer is that the Buddha Dharma path is the path out of suffering. All religions teach ethical principles that include love, kindness, patience, generosity, and social responsibility and that they all accept 
the existence of some form of absolute. Tolerance can be defined as allowing others to hold opinions on religious, political, and other matters differing from oneself or from whatever the dominant authority, and allowing their free expression and speech or by bodily acts provided that this do not cause harm to others in any way, either mentally, emotionally, or physically. For those who wish to become tolerant, it is indispensable that they practice patience. Furthermore, just as the Buddha guides us along the path, all sentient beings help us to achieve our goal. For example, if a being causes us trouble, we should take that opportunity to practice patience. The Buddha's sermon on what is true blessedness, the Mangala Sutta, highlights the importance of developing an intellectual framework for comprehending the Dharma. The Lord Buddha was asked, Many gods and me, yearning after good, have held diverse things to be blessings. Declare thou, what is true blessedness? Patience, obedience, the sight of Samanas, which is religious practitioners, and religious discussions held in a due season. This is the highest blessing. Regarding the subject of protection, the Buddha states, I shall protect myself, I shall protect others. Protecting oneself, one protects others. Protecting others, one protects oneself. A quotation from the Dhammapada states, by self alone is evil done. By self one is defiled. By self evil is left undone. By self alone is one purified. If a being is in pain, we should develop the understanding of compassion or friendliness. If a being is unhappy, we should give them a suitable gift they may enjoy. The Dhammapada states, one should not pry into the faults of others into things done and left undone by others. One should rather consider what oneself has done and left undone. If somebody says, he beat me, or he slandered me, or wants to react to that beating or slander in some violent way, then that person does not understand the Dharma because it is just a return of what was done in the past. Hate can never be cured with hate. To unknowingly persecute a religion will bring greater suffering in the future than that of persecuting a religion knowingly. So a person who wants to close down a religious centre for imagined reasons creates a great negative karma for themselves and for those in their influence. May you not meet with bad advisors who have no religious tolerance. If you do meet with bad religious advisors, which you will in this Dharma ending age, may you not be swayed by their negative influence. Meeting with bad religious advisors is an indication that your patience is incorrect. However, 
There is no doubt that if you are practicing successfully, you will meet with religious opposition, just as Buddha's followers have done during the last two and a half millennium. Buddhists at first teach with great compassion, and through their teaching, some practitioners understand and develop tolerance. All people can develop tolerance if they try, and this can be increased step by step until it extends to all beings in all realms. When practitioners have a base of tolerance, the six parameters or perfections, which are morality, generosity, patience, perseverance, concentration, and wisdom can be practiced with greater ease. When all six parameters accord with tolerance, it is possible to help many beings who are suffering. When tolerance increases, your attachment and the desire are reduced little by little and disciplined minds are developed. The relationship of the teacher and student is important. Rules of conduct are taught to the students and have to be developed to maximize tolerance towards the teacher. It is normally difficult to calm the mind, but through practice of concentration comes patience. Patience and concentration lead to wisdom and tolerant actions. Actions based on wisdom are more effective than intolerant actions. Teachers demonstrate patience by explaining the teaching over and over again without any intolerance appearing on the teacher's mind. Teachers have great tolerance and use the text method to help the students understand. In the beginning, students are taught to develop tolerance for themselves and then to develop tolerance for others. They discover that when they have tolerance for others, others have tolerance towards them, and over time, this creates a goodwill. One day, you will speak to your neighbor, and your neighbor will reply in a friendly manner. Normally, people don't compare which actions are more beneficial. In simple terms, it can be reasoned that if an action is accompanied by a good feeling, then that action is beneficial to others. If an action is accompanied by an unpleasant feeling, then it can be altered by remembering the values and good qualities displayed by other people. How can we change our feelings towards those we view as enemies who lack tolerance towards us? If a patient did not want an operation that would cut the body, the doctor would explain the benefits. And after time, the patient would accept the idea of the body being cut. Feelings are not permanent and can be changed. When a student is able to sustain short periods of tolerance, they can extend the practice by understanding the disadvantages of not practicing tolerance. There are 10 parameters or perfections. These are Virya, which is energy in English, Dana, which is generosity in English, Sila, 
which is morality English, nakama, which is renunciation English, panya, which is wisdom in English, kanti, which is patience in English, saka, which is truthfulness in English, adithana, which is determination in English, meta. Which is loving kindness in English, and upeka, which is equanimity in English. The energy with which Westerners build their viharas is commendable. However, not enough energy is put into maintaining the structure after its completion. It is as if they do not wish for future generations to do anything. They work hard to present. A perfect building as soon as possible. There is no patience in this practice, and the only outcome is great wealth in some future life for those persons actually involved in the building process. There are members in our organization who have the leisure time, determination, and patience to examine our heritage information on building architecture and make real progress in the delivery of our goods and services. Such members have the people skills to gather the required funds and encourage the technocrat members to develop our information technology hardware and software. Enriched information services then become affordable to more persons, who then become our clients and benefactors. An extract from the Great Prayer for World Peace, compiled by Venerable Geshe Acharya Tupton Lorden, is featured today with the kind permission of Geshe La. May all living beings be adorned with love. Compassion, joy, and equanimity. May they possess generosity, ethics, patience, effort, concentration, and wisdom. Thus, by the virtue collected through all that I have done, may the pang of every living being be completely cleared away. May the poor find wealth. Those weak with sorrow find joy. May the forlorn find new hope, comfort, happiness, and prosperity. As long as any sentient beings anywhere has not been liberated, may I remain in the world for their sake, even though I have attained enlightenment. May all worldly beings never experience war. Fighting or conflict, and forever remain without bad conditions such as earthquakes, disease, or drought. May peace pervade the hearts of all, that they ever abiding joy and abundance. May you develop the courage to support wisdom and tolerance and preserve the Buddha Sasana. May you become skilled in the preservation of religious principles in this life. May you practice patience and preserve the Buddha Dharma. May you live in a society that practices patience and religious tolerance. May you be well and happy. This concludes the teaching of developing patience in everyday life. 
Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. To listen to our other recordings, please go to our website www.bdcu.org.au and click on Dharma Teachings. Or you can go to our online World Buddhist Radio station from our website by clicking on Buddhist Radio. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy.